Welcome, everybody, to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier and dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I'm Daryl. I am Nick. And this is cycle 23 of, um, of No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. We are doing a straight run through. We've made it all the way to Fast Five here. And uh, yeah, how was your watch through? Good. I, I, the digital copy that I own of Fast Five mm-hmm. um, has a commentary track on it. And I, when I turned it on this week, for some reason that I cannot parse now, it started playing with the, with the commentary by Justin Lin. It's just cool. Justin Lin like riffing the whole time. Nobody else. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm just going to let this rip. And just watched it with the commentary on, which was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. You learned Definitely. anything new? I learned a few new things. I learned a few new things about this movie. Um, okay. Well, first off, working with the baby apparently sucked shit. <laughs> like Matt Schultz's, you know, the Nico, the, the uh, little baby. Uh, apparently, like, they lost two days of shooting because the baby just, like, would not stop crying. It would not. They had, like, three babies. They had, like, a first baby. That baby wouldn't stop crying. And then they were, like, we got to We got to get a new baby. This is not working. Like, after, like, half a day, they were, like, listen, mm-hmm. we got to get a new baby. This is not going very well. And they got a new baby, and it was also not working out. And the baby wouldn't stop. They and then they were pushing the schedule too much, so they were like, "We're just gonna have to shoot this later." So they built a set in L.A. to replicate that Rio interior, and they got a third baby in L.A. and it worked out okay. Wow, the baby yeah. has like all of three seconds of screen time. Yeah, not a lot. Right? Not wow. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very little. That baby doesn't even need to be awake. I can I couldn't see a reason you couldn't just use a doll. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like wrap a doll in a blanket. Even a, I don't, even I don't a know partial. Yeah. Right. Even a partial uh, doll would be fine. Make the bottom half a hot loaf of sourdough. Just put a little baby head with a hack on it and you're good to go. Although there's some like Hollywood horror stories about doll usage, I feel like, in the modern day. Do you ever see Twilight? No, I mean, first of all, those movies maybe, maybe might be maybe good, maybe uh, good. I mean, they're not good. I mean, I saw all of them in theaters as they came out. Mm-hmm. I was the right demographic and age to see those movies with girls that I was interested in going to see those movies with. Mm-hmm. Did you at any point before or after also read the books? I read about 40 pages of the first book mm-hmm. and did not ever read any more. <laughs> They're terribly written books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the movies vary in quality, but Stephanie Meyer, who wrote those books, can go fucking <laughs> suck a shit. Those books are terrible. I don't even care. I'm not even like, I'm not trying to be nice to Stephanie Meyer on this. Mm-hmm. Those books are terrible. Right. Um, the movies definitely vary in quality. My Twilight rankings are probably Breaking Dawn 
part one is number one. Mm-hmm. Twilight, the OG. Breaking Dawn part two, New Moon Eclipse. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they had a they had a nasty baby. In part breaking down part one, I think there is they I what I suspect happened, and no one's ever maybe somebody's confirmed this, but I haven't read enough on it. I think they used a doll on set. Mm. And I think the doll on set um didn't look so great at the end of the day. <laughs> And like, you can't just go, I mean, this is how movies work. Like you can't just, I mean, you can in certain instances, but just like those movies were made kind of cheaply. Mm-hmm. And by Breaking Dawn Part One, they're spending $20 million on Robert Pattinson and $20 million on Kristen Stewart. Yeah, this is the crazy fact about Twilight is they didn't contract those people to five movie deals because they didn't know how those movies were going to do. Oh. So each movie had an individual contract for Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. And so by the time the fucking final, I guess they did the two, they shot both the final ones as a block. But by the time that one rolls around, you know, they're big ass fucking movie stars and they're making, they're commanding like 15 to $20 million for the picture. It's like, uh, you know, so you can't just go back and shoot stuff. So Mm -hmm. they had the doll and it was probably not looking great. You know, yeah. like the prop department, you know, it happens. It's like, you don't have a right info. I'm not trying to blame these like artisans or whatever, because this is pure mm-hmm. speculation. Who knows what happened? But the doll didn't look amazing. And so what they did was like CGI over the doll. And the, mm-hmm. the baby looks, I mean, it looks horrific. It's the mm-hmm. worst looking baby I've ever seen. Which is funny to say a about a vampire werewolf movie right. that, in fact... Totally. <laughs> but there's nothing other in the, like... There's nothing else in the whole thing that's, like... Um, um, can you hang on with CGI. Sure. Yeah, that's Hey, could you could you hear them in the background? Yeah, only very faintly. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay, it, which is weird because there's no other like there's no other thing in the movie that's like, oh, this baby's supposed to be weird and fucked up. I mean, it is a half vampire, half human baby. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, it's a half human, half vampire baby. Right. Nothing else in the movie that's like. It's like, oh, there's an admiral. They're both, they're all, everyone around is like, look at this beautiful. (laughs) There's no like cursed grandma that's like trying to uh, ex this newborn to help with the. (laughs) No, and there's nobody in the movie who's like, oh my God, you've given birth to a monstrosity. Like, but it has. They're just Uh ignoring the fact that it absolutely. Fucking disgusting freak show has <laughs> just come out of Kristen Stewart's body. It's amazing. It's really good. That yeah. movie is good. 
Greg and Don Barwat. <laughs> maybe really, really good. Yeah, maybe without saying it, they're trying to do one of those slip under um, like teen pregnancy scare sort of things. Like we're not going to say anything. Everything that's going on here is hot and vampire-y, but we're not going to say anything about it. Scary baby. Right, 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 right. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough, mm-hmm. maybe. But then in part two, the baby whose name is Renesme. the craziest fucking name of all time um is like five or six years old and is like a very cute normal looking little girl so who knows yeah i mean that's what happens when you've got that immortal vampire blood really sort of like yeah, sort of self-corrects your face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so the baby was tough. I think they just like wanted to get it right. The, the thing I admired most about Lynn and his attitude about stuff was like he's just super. Um, he just I feel like he has the right frame of mind to make a movie like this, mm-hmm. which is like. Mm, like no compromise, but like figure out smart solutions budgetarily so you can put the money on screen instead of wasting it doing something that's not really worth it, right? Like mm-hmm. talk about how Rio was like a crazy expensive place to film. I don't quite know why. He didn't really get into why it was so expensive, but like there were just like cost prohibitions. So they did some hero stuff on the exterior Rio where they were in Rio. But then a lot of stuff, especially scenes in the vault chase and like um, the, the, the ambush, mm-hmm. those are Puerto Rico. That's just doubling as Rio. And okay. it was like, he was basically like, I wanted the explosions to look good. I wanted to do practical car stunts. I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to slam a fucking truck into a fucking train. And in mm-hmm. order to do that, I had to find, solutions where like yeah rio can like puerto rican can double as rio and it will like work and it'll sell and it'll be good and that's credit to like the production designer and locations manager to like find places that worked in that context but um it was just like smart thinking you know for me it was like but he has that attitude about a lot of things where he's like i want the money on screen i don't want it in like you know bureaucracy of trying to film in rio Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we I think we had a working theory a few cycles ago about how, like, for the favela chase scene, they probably only had like a couple blocks to work yeah. with and just yeah. shot it from a bunch of different angles. Yeah, he basically said that. He also said yeah. like the studios didn't want like he was basically like. Every single thing I wanted to do, the studios were like, nah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, no, like, you know, like it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Like that chase scene, they gave him five days to shoot, which wow. I know feels sounds like a lot, but like, isn't, isn't in terms of like an, a super highly choreographed and intricate stunt sequence mm-hmm. like that, like that shit can easily take three weeks to a month and like, wow. Doing it in five days is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, he was just like, yeah, well, whatever. We can be scrappy and smart about it. I'm just going to do like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do I what think we need the, to do. I think the favela scene was 
very successful. Right? They're able successful. to capture all of the different angles. They're going, they're above ground, looking down into these tight little corridors where they're having hand-to-hand combat. Every little intersection they have has uh, some sort of element. It's got a staircase that goes somewhere. It's got the fencing. It's got all these different intersections. It's very interesting. Yeah. No, it's totally, to- and it's super successful. And like, he said the same thing with the train. You know, I don't want to like get on this podcast and just like parrot the commentary stuff, but like, mm-hmm. the, um, I probably am going to, because I just wrote notes <laughs> about <laughs> what the commentary was. But he says like the train, you know, they didn't want to drive the truck into the train. They did, the studios uh-huh. didn't want to do it. They didn't want to smash into the train. They didn't want to smash. I was like, we got to do it. We got to do it. He kept pushing back and saying, it's too expensive, it's too expensive, it's too expensive. And he was like, finally, like on the day, I just like talked to my stunt coordinator. I like woke up in the morning, I went to set, I talked to my stunt coordinator. I was just like, drive that fucking truck into that train. (laughs) (laughs) Sick, sick. How fast do you think, how fast do you think that? 25 miles an hour. Yeah. If that, if that, super slow. Yeah. A lot of stuff can happen at 25. You know, oh my god like, huge and <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you can do to make it look you know you can shoot it just like straight down the line so you can't really tell how fast it's going mm-hmm. or you can speed ramp it in editing yeah. you know there's just like a lot of things you can do mm-hmm. um and you can do a lot of damage at 25 miles per hour let me tell you yeah let yeah. me tell you damn yeah when we were on i know this much is true i think we we're going a little faster but there was a stunt that we did where truck crashes into a tree and that stunt dude got fucked up. Ooh. Ooh. It was, I mean, he was fine. Like fine, 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 fine. But like, (laughs) I would not want to do that. Right. Even when you're preparing for it, like (laughs) it's bad. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. yeah, and everybody did all their jobs like perfectly fine, you know what I mean? But even that, even though like stunts are brutal endeavors mm-hmm. and people are putting their bodies on the line for them, yeah. for sure, you know? So, um, how was your watch through? Uh, it was good. I, um, I was paying attention to The Rock because I saw him yesterday at the Super Bowl. Yeah. He was there. Did he do more? Did he do more than just the opening? Welcome to the Super Bowl, rah rah America. Pretty much what he did, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's a big celebrity. That He's a big celeb. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can we? I mean, I don't really want to talk about it, but like. The, I don't know. I, I just dislike the type of celebrity that The Rock is. Mm-hmm. I don't even dislike The Rock. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I have found The Rock to be charming and charismatic and, like, a pretty good actor and um, a totally dynamic and, like, powerful screen presence and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the type of celebrity he is, which is just, like, Everything I do is super great, and everything that is done with me is also super great. You know, there's no, I don't know. I don't know what hmm. I'm trying to complain about. Hmm. It's almost like there's no, um, 
artistry. Yeah, or like effort. I know mm-hmm. that he's all about like the hustle and the workload and the all the, you know all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like his magnificence that is just you know what I mean? There's no plug like and play. yeah, it's plug and play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like people who are like, yeah, we're trying new things, and like maybe they're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. I'm into that vibe, but right. I, I don't know. I'm just complaining about the rock again. Um, at some point in this movie, Reyes he puts a bounty on the uh, on the crew. I'm glad that ba- I'm glad bounty hunters don't show up in this movie. There's already enough people running around. You've got the paint squad. You've got Reyes. You got local yeah. BD. Like you think about the confusion that ensues when you have like too fast, too furious. You got too many bad guys chasing too many bad guys. Even in totally. you know six and set, even six. Right, we're gonna have a lot of bad guys rolling around. So I'm glad that they seven, especially though. I feel like yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, because you've got Jaiman Hansu and Jathan Statham, and then you've got mm-hmm. yeah, you got like everybody. Yeah, so I'm glad those bounty hunters never show up. Yeah, me too. It's good. Um, yeah, it's easy to keep it. It's good to keep. I mean, because like The Rock is an antagonist in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not rooting for him to catch Vin Diesel and the team. Mm-hmm. We're rooting for the team to evade capture. So. You know, we get that by the end of the movie, he's like a solid dude, but we still are not rooting for him to win. And so you've got The Rock and you've got, um, what's his name? Reyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got this in-betweener with Elena, which is nice. It's sort of like the um, a middleman, you know, if you were not bad, not good, but like somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think that works. I think that dynamic works. And I think if you were to stretch it farther than that and like add sort of more elements in there, it just gets a little muddy, which is mm-hmm. not, you know, what you want. Right. Um, but I also think Lynn does a really good job of keeping things super clean and like efficient storytelling and like even stuff when I was watching. So he directed a, a bunch of episodes of a show called Community. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, yeah, I've seen some of that. Yeah, apparently he did a bunch of episodes of that, which I didn't really realize. Mm-hmm. And one thing is, like, a lot of that show is, like, eight people sitting around the table. Mm-hmm. And so you've got some challenges there, which is, like, how to get coverage of eight people sitting around the table having a conversation. Like, shooting that, not only in an interesting way, but just, like, in a way that makes sense from a narrative like narratively of like how this conversation plays out from a narrative sense mm. you know this person then this person then this. and then you, i mean shooting that stuff is a nightmare not a nightmare but like you really have to pick and choose your coverage of like okay do we need him in a single or can we get him and her since they both aren't saying a ton in a double you know it's like where can we find the efficiencies in our coverage mm. meaning you can't just plan a camera somewhere, play out the scene and then go home. You have to do the scene a bunch of times with mediums of people, with close-ups of people, with, you know, all kinds of things. Mm. So you have options in editing. And he said that by the time this rolled around, those scenes with like six or seven people standing around a table, which this movie has quite a few of, he was like the community coverage 
was the thing that helped me the most because like I could walk in the door and sort of know what I was doing, shooting scenes like that with like six. And those scenes to me, like absolutely bounce off the screen in this movie where it's like, I, they never feel like they're dragging the movie down. They never feel like the movie's coming in. that definitely happens sometimes, especially, you know, I was thinking of nine the other day and eight, some of those scenes with like Mr. Nobody and like all that, you know, the guys standing around the table and in mm-hmm. nine where they're recovering in their base and all sort of debating about stuff, you know, they just drag a little bit. And this movie, yeah. they never do. They huh. never get me down those scenes. Yeah. So I thought that was super, I thought that was super interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's a way harder thing to do and way harder thing to shoot than we think it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had limited experience on like even photo sets where they set stuff up all weird. You have to like hold things kind of funny, but once it, once you see the final product, just like that makes sense visually when you're looking from this direction. So it's, yeah, it's like the magic trick effect. Right. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. like, it's like magic. Yeah, movies are like magic. I'm not saying mm. like movie magic stuff, but it's like if you, you, you ever learn how a magic trick is done and like inevitably like this trick that was beautiful and was amazing and like totally was spectacular and blew your mind. You learn how it's done and you're like, it's always like obvious and yet sort of disappointing at the same time right mm-hmm. or it's like oh yeah you just swap the deck or, or it's mm-hmm. like you know or it's like i've had this I, I, you know i have this box and like you can pull out the like answer in the box it's like oh i have a little printer in there that prints it out and meets some you know it's just not whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing with movie making where it's like these things that are sort of seamless and well put together and tight and executed well. I mean, all that takes like just hours of grindingly mind-numbing coverage, and you know, just like mm. the answer. You know, the peek behind the curtain is kind of disappointing in the end of the day, right? It's the yeah, it's almost the opposite, right? right. Because yeah, as a single as a person, you're, you've been to many dinners, you've been in many conversations, but you always see it from your own perspective. But thinking right. about it and how that plays out and how that turns out on film is actually incredibly more complicated than you think completely all the angles yeah but yeah right 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 right. and and it's there are days when like magic happens you know Mm -hmm. but a lot of days i'm shooting movies is like going to the you know i'm at work (laughs) it's like this is my this is our job Mm -hmm. at work to make a product and like hopefully people like this product mm-hmm. but the process of making it is not always like sexy and interesting mm-hmm. so hmm. uh what else you got for fast five mm-hmm. i think the invisible cars piece of this is underappreciated we have mm. a lot of very flashy cars all the time i would say the way that they use the invisible car, not only as a scene change, but also a strategy change and also yeah. like a moment of enlightenment, I think is done really well. And like the series is all about bigger, flashier, flying, exploding yeah. cars. But the, I don't know, I think the use of the invisible car here, it's 
The only other time we see it in the series where something right. is made to blend in is in Too Fast with the uh, with the big shuffle. It's a it's right to skip scramble at the yeah yeah I mean yeah I and mean, but even that is like where I mean it's just like a wall of flashy stuff right mm-hmm. this is like nondescript black beamers or whatever they are these are like dot these are like yeah comp or cop issue chargers yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so but I yeah I think, I think it's great yeah I think it's great too the problem is it will never see it again no. In fact, I would lay ten. I will lay ten dollars down on the table right now to bet that in Fast Ten, actual invisible cars will show up. <laughs> like that's got to be the next technology, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like time traveling invisible cars. Yeah, yeah. Time traveling invisible, yeah, invisible ones, or even those ones where they paint the side of the car to look like the background that's behind it. <laughs> I would love that. That would be cool. That would be really interesting. Right? Yeah. That I would like. I think, yeah, I think the stealth, the stealth piece of um, this action franchise is underused. But because you, it's interesting. Can you just fun. see Ludacris being like, <laughs> check out. They talk about making these cars invisible. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need new spectrums. We're going to need. <laughs> Theoretically, if possible, <laughs> can't you just see that? <laughs> it's all about refraction, okay? Yeah, the human eye, the human eye is a The human eye can only see so much. <laughs> if we were to utilize the principles of refraction in the like you, like this is yeah. like ludicrous all the way, right? Oh, you're so stupid. You need, you need two pairs of glasses. <laughs> oh my god um i got two more little lessons from the commentary that i think are interesting that i okay. picked out um one is the standoff uh well, this makes total sense but the standoff between the rock and vin basically lynn was like that was my least favorite thing to shoot because mm-hmm which was an interesting reason why he was just like, there was so many extras and dealing with all these extras was a nightmare and getting everybody in the right place, the right time. And like dancing to non-existent music in the right way. Hmm. And the other fact that he mentioned was he didn't say this outright, but he was, he mentioned like, there's a lot of models that you hire. Oh, and, you're talking about at the street race. Yeah. Not the fight scene. Uh, not the guys. fight scene. He did talk about the fight scene, but that's mm-hmm. sort of, he basically confirmed a bunch of suspicions that we had about the fight scene. Hmm. Um, yeah, but the, at the street race, there's a lot of models. Mm-hmm. And he was basically, he didn't say this without saying it, but he was basically like, they, they all really want to be on camera. And so mm-hmm. getting them to be in the right place at the right time is <laughs> so fucking frustrating and difficult. <laughs> yeah um so he's basically we shot that we shipped the film back to because they shot this whole thing on film which is the other crazy thing oh we shipped the film back to la and it got scanned in the x-ray at the airport which is a no-no and the film is totally ruined wow exposes the x-ray exposes the negative Mm -hmm. so you have to look at film by hand you can't do it um 
through the x-ray because it'll mm -hmm. fuck it up um so they had to reshoot it he was like he was like i was just like loving life after that he was like i had such a great day after that day where i was like i'm done with this scene i don't have uh -huh. to do it again it's so brutal and then i got the call from like la that was like oh yeah well, they washed the film in x-ray and like we have to reshoot wow. it <laughs> so it's like i and then i had to put it at like the end of the schedule it's brutal so you i thought that was interesting yeah right because i mean back to your like yeah making movies is work that's a whole you gotta reassemble everybody all day <laughs> the whole day we're in the shit uh-huh so um there's that and then the bridge at the end you know was a real location they found a bridge but they also made a, a replica of the bridge that they could Ooh. mess with, which I thought was interesting. Right. Maybe not the whole bridge, but like chunks of it. Right. Um, and because of scheduling at this point, not, you know, tension, the rock and Elena were shot separately from Paul Walker and Vin Diesel at the end of that movie. Mm. That's not obvious. It's not obvious. It's, I, we, we've never picked up on it. Mm -hmm. And there is a shot. I did look. There is a shot with them together with like Vin in the foreground and the rock in the background, mm -hmm. but there's this really nice seam. I think the truck is creating a seam basically mm -hmm. down the middle of the thing where there's this hard light to dark edge. And mm -hmm. those are places where you can VFX sort of cut out the two pieces of footage and wow. put them side by side. So I do think, I think, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I never picked up on it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good one because I don't know, like in terms of exposure to like, that's an outdoor thing. And yeah, you got to match them. You got to match the light. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very subtle, but you can, I, once he said that I started looking really closely and like the lighting, it's really, they did a great job, but it's just like a tiniest, 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 tiniest bit weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was, I just thought it was interesting that that was mm. the case. Nice. Um, same scene, actually. Um, I didn't notice until this time that Paul Walker has that wrist tattoo. See that? No. I've right never wrist. seen that before in my life. Right wrist, he has a tattoo there. And when he shoots, um, not Reyes, but his minion guy next to him, yeah. reveals reveals a tattoo on his wrist. And it's it says his daughter's name on it. Oh, it does. It's got a little bit of design. You're totally right. Totally right. And and the picture I'm looking at, I just looked it up. The picture I'm looking at is that exact scene where he pulls up the gun. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So he shoots a lot of guns in all of these movies, but that's the one and only time either it was covered before or they just never showed from that time. Oh, apparently Meadow got the same exact tattoo in the same place but it says paul walker hmm. nice. um she just got married mm -hmm. saw that on instagram cool then walking her down Vin was there yep. yeah um and apparently very soon vin made an announcement uh f10 is starting shooting very soon Mm. So there is that. 
Mm -hmm. There is that going on. Anywho, do you want to do some shout outs? Yes. All right. What do you want to shout out to? So I'm in Vermont right now. Yeah. A little bit of out of New York vacation. It has, there's snow on the ground. It's not fresh, but I guess it snowed in the weeks before. There's some deep stuff on this property that we're on. I would like to give a shout out this week to snowshoes. Ooh, love them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love them. The snow is deep enough here where if you wear like your normal six inch Timberland boot, you're going to get snow in them. All right. You're going to come back. You're going to have an ice foot. But ice foot, no good. The ice foot's no good. But the host was like, hey, we see you guys walk around. We're going to be out of town for a little bit. We'll let you borrow our snowshoes. Awesome. So we've been snowshoeing around. We drove down to like this uh, kind of like National Park trail over here. Yeah. Snowshoeing around. Amazing. Simple technology, you know. Just make your foot bigger. Make your foot way bigger. <laughs> Wait, just make your foot way bigger. <laughs> yeah. These are, yeah, these use like the aluminum tubing. Yeah. With a little bit of like webbing. Just like vinyl or nylon webbing. Yeah. But a key piece of it is that the, it has to have the cleats on the bottom. Too. It does have to have cleats. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I definitely used to own a pair up in Canada that came with the house when we, we bought up there. Not we, I, I didn't fucking buy it, but like my parents mm-hmm. bought a house in Canada. And in the garage, they left a pair, the old owners left a pair of snowshoes that were like mm-hmm. wood framed in like rawhide. Whoa. It was cool. They're really cool. Yeah. I used to walk around up there in them in the winter mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So, I mean, the huge performance advantage over your, of your stupid boot by itself, you Definitely. know, and if the situation or the environment calls for it, it's absolutely the right tool for the job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd like to get some. A plus. It'd be fun. It'd get be fun some. You don't really need them in the city, is the thing. I want to have some just, you know, taste them going somewhere. I want to use them. They're kind of more expensive than I thought they were going to be. How much are we talking? Look at my, like on Amazon, they're like 60 bucks. It sounds like a, line, uh, like, uh, like a nice set is somewhere like one, 200 bucks. Yeah. 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 Everything is these days. Mm hmm. You know, so. Um, all right. I want to give an anti. I got an anti. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm giving an anti shout out to the Oscars. Oh, okay. Not for like the normal reasons. I don't feel okay. like they slighted anybody, and they're not. The nominations came out. Um. And. You know, they're fine. Basically, I have no great, like, outrageous qualms against the nominations, okay? My girl, Kristen, got nominated for Best Actress. That's all I really cared about. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they announced that they were, like, there was this whole hullabaloo over who was going to host the Oscars, mm-hmm. right? They're like, yeah, we're going to have a host. We're actively looking for somebody now. And they just announced the other day that they're going to have three hosts for like three acts of the Oscars, right? Okay. Um, and those hosts are going to be, I'm just trying to look it up. One is Wanda Sykes, which great. Mm-hmm. Love her. 
Um, one is Regina Hall. Great. We love her. And one is Amy Schumer, which is like, we like her too. I don't have any mm-hmm. qualms against Amy Schumer. All fine choices. Okay. I think it's a little bit of a cash out, cop out, you know, to like try to hire three people and like not try to offend anybody as much as humanly possible and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I was sort of waging a down low but real campaign for Vin to do it. And I do think, (laughs) here's all I want to say. I genuinely think Vin would be great at it and and would love doing it. It's like almost a job that's like perfect for him. He gets to be up there, get up there and be the mayor of Hollywood like he's always wanted to be, <laughs> but also doesn't have to do like an important job. It's not like an important job hosting the uh-huh. Oscars, you know? It's like you're not handing him, you know, nothing huge is riding on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't even have to announce any of the winners. He has to like get up there, tell a few jokes that are written for him, like be yeah. super charming and Vin. He could wear his sunglasses the whole night. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> like have a denim suit or something. Yeah, tuxedo, <laughs> combat boots. Yes. Like do your normal, do your normal thing. I just think time. like the Oscars have made a huge, huge mistake in not hiring Vin Diesel to host them. <laughs> I I genuinely think he would be genuinely really good at it, and they mm-hmm. really should have reached out to him to get him to do it. I can't imagine a world like we. I don't imagine we live in a world where Vin Diesel would say no to that offer Mm -hmm. you know and i think yeah i think the underlying piece that qualifies him it's not because he is an action superstar it's that vin has a um he has appreciation for movies and movie history and movie making and i think that is the main thing that qualifies him the movie. The movie. <laughs> the movie. That's what he did. Yeah, he's, he's the... If I were to elect the mayor of Hollywood, it would be Vin Diesel. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it would mm-hmm. be him. Right. And 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 he, you know, uh, it's not... And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, he's the greatest, because he's clearly not. And, like, he certainly has a lot of weird issues and, like, a weird stuff going on in his life. But, but like... He, He's a genuinely charming performer. And that's all you actually need for the Oscars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think it would be no- very good. Oh, that would be fun. So the nomina- the nominations just came out. What's yeah. the process from here? And when does the actual ceremony happen? Uh, well, the, there's voting ongoing now, I imagine. I can't remember if the Oscars work the way I have in my head. One of mm-hmm. the awards works this way, which I think it is the Oscars, is that the there's certain, um, within the Academy, there are disciplines, mm-hmm. directors and actors and all sorts of stuff. And those disciplines formulate, those dis- there's committees within the disciplines that formulate the nominations. For the act for the specific categories. So it's mm. not like everybody just gets to like bounce ideas off of every category. Mm. But then the entire academy gets to vote on each every category for the winner. Mm. Um, the voting now is ongoing. I am in the furious process 
of trying to watch all the best picture nominees before um it's march 27th so end of march they got about a month left okay um i'm trying to watch every all the best picture nominees at least before the oscars happen um i'm not like a huge oscar guy but mm-hmm. you know i like to see i like to know what's out there yeah i think i've seen sense. i've basically seen all but one at this point nice yeah I've seen all but one i haven't seen drive my car Mm-hmm. Which I think is a Japanese film. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've seen everything else. Nominations come out. No, I haven't How seen West Side is... Story either. Which I How see. big is the Academy? No idea. Hmm. I know there was some like move for expansion a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea though. But I want to give well, a yeah. That's all. And it's a little anti-shout out for not getting Vin to host. Right. He'll be around. I mean, on the road to Fast 10 here, I mean, we can only expect that his Hollywood profile will continue to increase in... And maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. It's like, how long's a guy got to grind for the Oscars? How's the Oscars? Right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, man, um, if you want to get in touch with us, about any of these topics, you can do so at Nolt Podcast on N-O-L-T-T Podcast on Twitter. We are No One Likes to Tune Podcast on Instagram. No One Likes to Tune a Podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you catch your pods, and patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. I am very shortly, in the next couple of days, going to post the second Transporter episode. We're going through the movies of Jason Statham on there. And we're also, you can vote on our in-betweener um, polls. Uh, so give us a shout, throw us a buck, and we'll see you next week, bud. Mm-hmm. Two, six. Two, fast, and the furious. Six, six. fast, six, six furious. furious. <laughs> That's the one. How That's could I it. forget? Okay, I don't know. It's easy. All right, buddy, see ya. Yep, later.